Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. All right. Hey, listen, welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. Uh, we've got with you today uh, the Knucklehead, Stephen. So what's happening, folks? I just wanted to, I wanted to uh, actually get a warm introduction to um, uh, an author, uh, it's interesting how you make these connections, right? I mean, those of you who are seasoned in life, such as myself, you remember the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon story. And if that doesn't make sense to you, then ask your parents about it. Uh, they'll, they'll fill you in a little bit. Uh, everybody knows somebody who knows somebody. And so the cool thing about uh, doing these types of uh, new media platforms and communicating with different folks is, is you start to interact with, uh, with people who can introduce you. Um, so Laura uh, Candlewin is a uh, is an author and uh, she's actually a service member so we appreciate her service but she's uh, she's joining us today uh, y'all better buckle up because I'm <laughs> I'm interested to hear from a mom who's also a, a soldier and on top of that an author so yes. three kids my goodness gracious you got a lot of you got a lot of time or excuse me you don't have a lot of time on your hands right. you got a lot of people competing for your attention so Laura Correct. welcome welcome That's to the show thank you for having me Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, here on, on Knucklehead, uh, we subscribe to a philosophy uh, of don't be beta, right? We, we don't shy away from the responsibility of, of screwing up. We believe it's, a, it's almost a duty in a way for you to mess up and, and have some failure so you can kind of pass it forward. I mean, there's, there's so many folks who are just try, they're just hard, they're hard up to conjure up the courage to go out there and make a mistake. So uh, we want to give them a platform an audience, and excuse me, a, a medium for them to engage in, so they can right. learn. They can just learn from people who've screwed up. So, tell us a little bit about you and and uh, and how we got to here, Laura. That'd be great. Right. So, like I said, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on your show. Um, so, I was conceived in Jamaica. So, as you can see, I'm wearing a little bit of our our colors here. Um, back in a particular year, I won't mention. But I migrated to America in 1988, you know, with my mom, my two sisters. My dad was already here, so he was able to send, you know, send for us to come and get that American dream. You know, because when you're on an island um, or in another country, that American dream is real. I mean, just like today, you see a lot of people still searching for that. Right. Um, so when we came here in 1988, it was definitely an adjustment you know, coming from a small island to this big melting pot. Um, so we moved around quite a bit from state to state, and then eventually we settled in um, Pennsylvania. Wow. Um, Talk yeah. about a stark contrast between the two, Jamaica right. and Pennsylvania. <laughs> How, was that trans- How was that transition? It was, it was, um, it was rough, you know, oh. we... Me and my sisters, you know, we had a strong accent and we looked a little different because we had the different colors. Back in 1988, you know, Jamaica was big on the colors and the brightness, um, natural hair. Um, so we we stood out, you know, and when you stand out, you are teased or the bullies see something that's different, you know. So we experienced a little bit of everything, but I think being raised by such a strong mother and father. Um, it didn't linger. I mean, it still stung, but it didn't linger. And we were able to eventually blend in schools and, um, and adjust. 
Mm-hmm. Laura, can I stop you for just a second? Because I think you're touching on something that I'd love to dive in here. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Sure. Uh, so I'm a I'm a Caucasian male. I'm a I'm mm-hmm. a I'm a white dude, and you're a uh, you don't say. yeah. And and the thing that I love about your story is you touched exactly on something that that strikes a nerve with a lot of folks because they're just not quite sure how to handle it. Um, how do you, how do you, how do you look past just the freaking ignorance and, and, you know, uh, just stuff that you had to, to, to experience that you just touched on. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you deal with that? And then how did you learn to kind of cope with that as you matured and, and grew? I think it came with, um, just growing and my parents, you know, like I said, there were days when we would come home and, you know, we would be crying, you know, they, it would, you know, we'll leave school, me and my sisters, and they'll be behind us, you know, singing songs and, you know, Jamaica this and the boat this, you know, you know, back then everybody thought, you know, you come on a boat, you know, from Jamaica, I was like, no, it'd be a long journey. <laughs> we came on a boat. So um, I think when, when I did decide to join the army at 18, Um, you know, the seven army values that we had to kind of, they instilled in us, it became part of our core. It became part of our, you know, the the fiber. So I think just maneuvering through that, living in different countries and um, just becoming a success myself, that was my, you know, take that, you know? So I just poured more into my goals and my passion to make sure that the journey wasn't in vain. So I, I stayed on a certain path. Well, it sounds like what I'm hearing is I'm hearing a lot of appreciation for the sacrifice that your parents made. Right. Um, and that sometimes can get lost because parents aren't around. That's true. Right? You know, my, you know, my, my black, my dad, God bless him. He's, he was adopted. Right. So his example wasn't necessarily the greatest, but he left whenever I was younger. I moved in with a buddy of mine when I was 15 years old. So I didn't have a, you know, a dad there to, to bounce that, you know, uh, just to, I just had to screw up. Right. But that was my story. And there's so many right. other stories that are out there that are similar to yours, where if you had an appreciation for the generation that came before you, or maybe learn from their mistakes or w- witness them, their strengths, so to speak, right. you can lean up against them as you're growing and developing and maturing. And it, it sounds like that led to you eventually joining the military, which is a, a huge sacrifice for somebody who's, who wasn't born here. That's an incredible, right. you know, step of service. Right. It, it definitely was, you know, looking back, I'm like, wow, I made it, you know, 23 years. Joined when I was, you know, this little skinny girl at 18, fresh out of high school, you know, figuring out myself, yeah. you know, and 23 years later, I'm still standing. I, you know, I said, I'm now an author. I've written books. I took advantage of the education. I have two degrees. Not that I'm impressing upon anyone, but I was able to maximize everything that was given to me. And that's what a lot of, I believe, you know, immigrants and people that come here from a different country. um, I know I and my family, we were so much more hungrier because we didn't have that. So it's like, okay, it was like crumbs. You know, what can I do with that? So it was more of just eating everything that was on the plate for me that was legal and that, you know, something that I can grab on and make it my own, you know. And I so know there's a lot going on today with the whole 
immigration and yep. an American dream, but it's still alive, you know, for a lot of people. Sounds like you don't put up with complaining too much, do you? You don't, you don't like. I don't, not with my, especially with my kids. <laughs> like, <Is that> right? <laughs> Growing up in your household, you're like, listen, I don't care if you didn't get enough to eat. You should know. No, I'm just kidding. It's you, exactly that way. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, hopefully there's some people who are, are paying attention to that. They can learn something from it. If in fact they hesitate on being firm or, you know, having strict yeah. boundaries, so to speak. I mean, they're, they're yeah. healthy in a lot of cases. So I'm interested, I'm interested in, um, in how this led to the development of your story. But before we get into that, mm-hmm. all right, give us an example. I mean, tell us about a time when you, uh, uh, when you you kind of skinned your knee a little bit, or where you 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 failed forward, so to speak, you put yourself in a, an uncomfortable position. You got the opportunity to grow, and you just fell flat on your face. And oh, and I have several. Okay, let me, let me pick one. Now, when I first started writing, okay, um, I was in Iraq in t- two thousand. I want to say four. It might have been three. Oh wow! And I was like, you know what? I'm here seven days a week. You're kind of working, so you don't really have a day off. You lose track of time. So I was like, well, let me write. You know, let me write a book. I'm in the sand, sandbox. Yep. Other than duty, I have time. So I wrote my first book in Iraq okay. and, you know, edited there. I was wearing all of the hats. So when I published it, it didn't do too well. You know, I had some really, one, like, really awful review that, like, really stung. Like, it. I didn't cry, but it just got to me like the core. Cause I was like, you know, I'm, I have the gift. Like, why would you say those things? And yeah. I had to do self-assessment and realize that I didn't do my research. I didn't wow. apply myself on the technical aspect Okay. because everybody can write a book, sure. but that doesn't mean it's going to be a great book. Okay. So I, That's interesting. I took a step back. I got my bachelor's in writing. I read books. I took the negativity, even though it hurt a lot, mm-hmm. and just redid everything. And my latest book, Till Death Do Us Part, was an Amazon international bestseller on Kindle. And I can say that, you know, that wasn't my first rodeo sure. because I failed already. Yeah. And I was able to use it, even though it didn't feel good. You still have to take the lesson and do it different the second time because well, I mean, if I did not get the lesson my yeah. second book was probably would have been the same you know? exactly that's what I was right. I just I really wanted to highlight that point there's there's a lesson there not just in what you experienced but in folks that you know when you when you go through the process you mm-hmm. you can't it's tough to steer a parked car and we've said it uh, a few times here just with stories, people who are willing to put themselves out there and screw up and mess up. I mean, talk, talk about you're sacrificing sleep whenever you're, um, whenever you're in country. I mean, right. obviously your counterparts can help, um, you know, give you feedback or it sounds like you edited right. it. So, I mean, all of that kind of played into it, but when that review hit, was it truth or was it, was it just the fact that it just hit you right where somewhere where you kind of felt like you knew you were cutting corners or ha- help me understand like how you received that that uh, that review and and actually constructively broke it apart to go buckle down and and tighten some things up. Initially, I I thought it came from a place of him. The, I think it was a male being malicious. Oh, okay. Or um, just 
wanting to, maybe he was having a bad day. Right. Um, I was so, I was embarrassed because, you know, review is public, you yeah. know, and it just so happened that a review was done in Jamaica where I'm from. Um, so it was just like all these type of emotions. My family's going to see the review and, you know, friends that I might've went to, we call it primary school um, in Jamaica. So um, it took some time after a while, I was able to sit down and be like, you know what? I did cut corners unintentionally because you don't know what you don't know. That's right. 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 Um, so, you know, getting a friend to edit the book is, that's a definitely no go. You know, you put the money to a side, you hire an editor, just like you wouldn't have someone work on your car through open heart surgery, you know? So you don't know what you don't know. So I think it was a lot. You may not get a second chance if that's the case. Yes. (laughs) Might be the last time that he opens up that chest. (laughs) That's the truth. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's too. I mean, there's some resiliency that you, that you kind of earned. It sounds like, you know, back whenever you were growing up and, and, and I think it's important for us to highlight some of these findings for a couple of reasons. One, in a lot of cases, I mean, I'm guilty of this. I, I it's kind of, I'm guilty of this as a parent. I want my kids to, to have a better upbringing than I did. So in right. some cases I want to, you know, I want to, I want it to be easier for them, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want a shortcut, a shortcut. The shortcut right. is they are my kid. So they're going to have a better upbringing than I did because I want better for them. Right. right. But, but this, and, and it sounds like even some of the, in some of the, uh, you know, your parents wanted to be better for you, but they did that. They brought you here from another right. country and they gave you that opportunity. So that kind of drew a line in the sand for, for their grandkids. Now your kids. And it's like all of that, all the struggle that you went through, Kind of develop right. some of that thick skin for you to deal with that review and actually create a, a self-analysis process for you to create a better product, which is it's exactly what we're talking about. Get some wins. Go out there and right. just go out there and make it happen. Because you either lay down and die or you cry, wipe your face off yeah. and just, you know, keep going, you know, so. Well, right. it's interesting. You said you wrote a, uh, this, this is your second book and your second book has led to some, uh, some better traction, obviously. Um, yes. You so know, talk, I, talk about that. Talk, talk a little bit about what that process has been like. Right. I knew I had the talent, you know, to, to, to write because, you know, I'm often told I, um, this is a term I, I use, you know, I give people lyrical orgasms. You know, I take them on a journey. Sometimes they don't want it to end. You know, it's up and down roller coaster. So I've coined that phrase. So I just knew that I just have to, I had to just do the work. Um, and own my craft. So um, when I went back to do this last book, you know, I did the things I didn't do before. Hired an editor, got my cover redone. You know, I I went back to the basic, Um, you know, build a, you know, have a website. I created a Facebook group to build traction for people to engage me as I prepared for the book launch. I reached out to everybody on my Facebook, sent them individual messages. You know, I was hungry yep. for, mm-hmm. I mean, I was hungry for the title because I wanted it to be a bestseller right. and just prove to myself that, and others, like, you know, you might not get it right the first time, but, you know, it's okay. I think who I heard, I think Les Brown said, and I'm, the numbers might be off, um, the, the light bulb. Who does, I'm trying to think who discovered the light bulb. Oh, oh, Alexander Graham Bell. Yes, he said he discovered on his 201st try. 
Oh wait, no, that was the Telegraph. See, we're gonna have some. We're gonna have some editors just get in us. Thomas some history Edison. majors. Thomas Edison is who invented the light bulb. Thomas or at least Edison. So he went to two hundred failed light bulbs. A lot of them. It was a lot. And no one remembers that number. They just remember when it was successful. It came to pass. So, um, yeah. yeah, you know, you just got to keep trying. History majors, don't, um, please don't tear me down. I can't take any more reviews. That's, <laughs> That's okay. It's going to go on knucklehead. It'll be horrible. <laughs> They're going to say, Alexander Graham Bell invented the, uh, the, the light bulb, huh, Stephen? Uh, funny. They're going to break it down. That's well, exactly thank you. Right. I'll take notes. I'll wait for it. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. That's awesome. Well, tell us, how can we find, so how can we find this book? And, 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 What's coming next? I want to know. I mean, what's 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 next for Miss Laura? That's that's yes. what I'm curious about. So, till death do us part is currently right now on Amazon Kindle, okay. the ebook. All right. I'm um, finalizing the process to have it available for print. Um, oh, so, if you're incredible. an ebook reader on Kindle, you can download it from Amazon Kindle. Okay. I'm also working on my um, shorter ebook, which is how to self-publish like a boss. Mm-hmm. So that should be done next month. That's um, aside from that book, I have a t-shirt line coming out, Soldier Girl t-shirt line, there you um, go. which should be out in the next couple months. Supposed to be doing like a photo shoot with a couple other um, Soldier Girls. Um, so that should be coming out soon. Um, working on a Soldier Girl greeting cards. I just have, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So you know, like, yep. I'm artistic. So I'm always coming up with um, ideas, but my challenge is to focus on one thing at a time and let that manifest. Sure. Um, which well, I never do. So. That's uh, we, you know, we're inherently a little impatient, right? Just being uh, right. being Type A drivers, so right, uh, right. Just got to develop. It just it is what it is. But it sounds like what you're doing is you you've got inertia, you've got mo- you're moving in the right direction, and yes, you got a good supportive team. Uh, obviously, incredible family. You know, married with kids, and that's yes. you know, a supportive group in in the uh, in the military too. So, and, uh, and, and like I said, people like yourself that's given me the platform. You know, so it's like it's a full, it's a 360 degree. Everybody has to kind of you know, help out the next person and then they get the assistance and it just keeps going, you know? Yes, man. Yes, man. Well, <laughs> we, um, we appreciate you. We appreciate you doing a couple things. I appreciate you willing to, uh, to touch on uh, a couple of sensitive topics that exist between uh, races right now. I mean, everybody wants to draw lines between folks and, um, you know, people that say that they don't see color, it's ignorant to even say right. that, right? right. I mean, of course it's, it's as plain as day it's out there, but everybody's got their, uh, their opinions about certain things. And it's just, I, I want to create an environment where people can communicate about those things. And it, it, right. it led to the seeds of, um, excuse me, it led to the, uh, to an atmosphere that gave you the resilience to deal with the review that led to something that is really incredible that you're working on right now. So it's, um, it's just, it's unfortunate that, you know, people put you in that situation, but it's people like you that rise above it and make the most from it instead of complaining about it, that yes. it's inspired. I, I, I totally agree. I just want to touch on a couple of things you said. Yes, yeah. That led to me, you know, serving 23 years and protecting those that were unwilling or unable to serve. You know, right. I, I get, you know, they can fall on either spectrum. Right. Um, and I think I, I'm at the age where I can agree to disagree. I wasn't always there. 
you know, because we do see things from different perspectives. Looking out of a Jahari window, our, our window panel sees, you know, through that window, we see different things. You know, even you and I might see the very same picture, but describe it differently. And I get that now um, because I've, you know, matured and have come so far. But the takeaway is, at the end of the day, we either perish like fools or coexist together. I think Maya Angelou said that. So, um, and having been where I was that immigrant, you know, naturalized, became a citizen, served and did all that, I understand that journey. I understand that struggle. Um, So I, I see everything from a different perspective based on what I have been exposed to. See, we are all exposed to different things and it's okay. You might not understand my struggle, but just show empathy or understand, agree to disagree or be silent. I mean, that's, that's how I see it. That's a great, that's a great thing about America. Yes. (laughs) We have that freedom of speech to, what is it? Uh, It's better to keep one, uh, what was it? I can't remember somebody said. If you don't have nothing nice to say, then just don't say it. That's a, that's a simple way to say what I was going to say. Yeah, absolutely. It was, right. it's like, it is it's better. It's so hard for a lot of people, though. It, is, it really is. I mean, it, it just is. It, it is, but it is what it is. It is what, that's <laughs> my other favorite quote. It is what it is. That's, that's right. You know, we said that in the armed forces a lot. That's Some right. don't go right. Well, it is what it is. You know? That's the truth. No, I hear you there. All right. So people, people can find uh, the, the name of the book one more time. Uh, Till Death Do Us Part. Till Death Do Us Part. Till Death Do Us Part. So it's a love story. Um, it's yeah. about Romeo and Julietta. Okay. So it's a twist to the Romeo and Juliet. I see. I say um, so. Yeah. And it's just about how you love so hard that, you know, when one person loves the other person a little bit more, um, it can be detrimental to the health of the couple or the outsiders. So it's finding that balance between love, well, not balance, it's just working through betrayal, love, mm. loss, and hope. Um, Cause we're either in love, running away from love or trying to get to love. So we all go through those three cycles, right? It's never right now, thank God I'm still in love with my husband. Yay, right. Michael. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it I'm is on the stage. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. so till death do us part. Um, laurakandewin.com is my website. So, okay, laurakandewin.com. How do you? How do people spell it? So, those of you who are listening, you pay attention here. So, www. dot laurakandewin.com. Go out yeah. there, folks. Support her. That's Please, a that's a service member right there. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So. Laura, uh, you got. A, it sounds like you got Soldier Girl lines coming out. Soldier Girl uh, greeting cards, all types of yes, fun stuff. How to self-publish like a boss. There you go. Um, so coming in next month, apparently. So that's 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 even better. That's. Oh, and I'm working on my autobiography, A Soldier Never Cries, which will detail my journey to Iraq and back. So. Wow, that's incredible. So <laughs> wrote her first book there. The seeds of greatness were planted uh, when she decided to to take that review and make it happen. Yes. So. Uh, listen, folks, that's, that's essentially a wrap. Laura, I appreciate you taking some time to uncover some of that and talking, talking with us a little bit here. Um, we're excited and honored to, uh, to have you on the show. Appreciate your service, obviously. Thank and you. It is, it is the wee hours 
uh, almost 10 o'clock out there. Uh, yeah, 10 one to be exact. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get, let's, let's, uh, let's wrap this, uh, let's wrap this right. So, hey, folks, listen, yes. you heard it here, Knucklehead Podcast, uh, Laura Candle Within, or Laura Candle Within, Candle with. See, I'm just, I'm already messing it up. So, uh, Laura, Candlewin. I told you, Candlewin, Candlewin, she told you how to spell it. Go there, support the book till death do us part. Um, and on Amazon Kindle, on Amazon Kindle. And you can always listen to, uh, to Knucklehead Podcast every Tuesday. You can listen to us on on, uh, on iTunes. If you want to listen to us on Google Play, you're welcome to do that too. Uh, Podbean, your favorite podcast listening app. Go out and check us out. So if you want to, we also are on YouTube. Check us out oh. on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we've got some videos there and go have some fun. So we appreciate you. Listen, you can't get to where you want to go if you're going to be a beta. So you got to not be beta. Don't be beta. But you also got to make sure that you get some wins. Because if you're just going to go out there and go rip roaring through, uh, through life, you're going to turn off a lot of folks. You got to make sure that you set some internal goals and set some small iterative steps to get you where you want to go. That's what get some wins is. That's what Laura did when she decided to, to, uh, to identify that maybe getting a, an editor as opposed to doing it herself or having a friend do it was what helped her get it happen or make it happen. So yes. you have these lessons here that we share on Knucklehead Podcast. We share the things that people don't want to talk about because it's, it's not fun to talk about the things that you screwed up. But right. you know what? That's what we need to share. So that's what Knucklehead Podcast is all about. You can always listen to new episodes. We come out every Tuesday. Uh, Laura, we appreciate you being part of this one. And uh, Thank you. It's, been, it's been awesome talking to you. Absolutely. Well, we, we appreciate you, you being willing to share. So there you are, folks. Have a good rest of the night. And uh, with that, we're signing off. We'll see you later. Take care.